The following is a special presentation brought to you by Love Savers Radio. Our special guest author today is Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan wrote the New York Times best-selling books, The Harbinger and The Book of Mysteries. Jonathan's newest book is The Paradigm, the ancient blueprint that holds the mystery of our times. Could a mystery from the ancient Middle East have foretold outcomes of current events more accurately than any poll or expert, even the outcomes of presidential elections? Has this mystery even touched the events of your life? Does the paradigm reveal what will take place in the future? And does it contain a warning critical for every person in this generation? Let's listen as Jonathan talks about why he wrote the paradigm and the amazing prophetic implications for the times we live in. Let's listen. Jonathan, we welcome you to our program. Your new book, The Paradigm, has become another New York Times bestseller. It contains a revelation that's causing another national stir. When and how did it come to you? Well, the, the paradigm came very much like, for those who know the Harbinger, uh, came very much that way, you know, and that the same way it came actually was not what I was planning. You know, I was going to write a different book this year, and, and something just interrupted it around January, February of this past year. It just started coming and coming, and this revelation getting bigger and bigger and bigger, very much as the Harbinger came, you know, so it was very much like that. I was not planning it at all. And, you know, there were times that I'd be in my bed and things would start coming. I said, well, what, could that be true? Could that be? And then I'd go to my lap, get up, go to my laptop, and whoa, there it was. So, so it's very much the same kind of progression as the, the Harbinger. Just cause it was this, this mystery kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And when I told my uh, publisher, you know, he said, well, this thing has got to get out. It's got to get out, to, you know, at least by September. They said, okay, you have 60 days to write it. So I wrote it, and then in the summer they, you know, went back and forth, and then it's out. So it came very much like a download and not expect, I wasn't expecting it. You know, so I was as surprised or shocked, you know, as anyone who's reading it now. What What is the paradigm? Well, a paradigm is, well, first of all, what a, a paradigm is, a lot of people use that word, they don't always know what it means. A paradigm means a, a pattern or a template or a, a model, um, a simulation. Uh, God uses paradigms throughout the Bible, you know, prophetic paradigms, things that foreshadows, things that patterns, that are the patterns of the temple, patterns of the tabernacle, um, prophetic shadows of, of what is to come, uh, you know, symbols, um, people who are foreshadows. All these things are paradigms. And it actually says in, um, in the epistles, it says, Paul, the Apostle Paul says, these things that happened to Israel happened as uh, examples for us. The word in Greek, for example, is tupos, or type, and that also is, the word is paradigm. So these things happen in Israel's history. So what the paradigm the book is, the paradigm, I, I would put it this way. Imagine if um, we opened up 
we, we discovered an ancient blueprint, a master blueprint that was behind everything that's happening now um, from that actually revealed the events of our times, the, the what was to happen and, you know, what has, what has happened, what is happening, what is yet to happen. And what if it, this blueprint was so exact that it actually gave the timing or, the, or, the, or when these things are to take place or, or were to take place, um, in some cases giving, pinpointing the year of uh, a major event, in some cases pinpointing the month or the week, or even the day or the, and the date of some of the most uh, seminal events of our lifetime, and in at least in a number of cases, giving the hour of the event. So that so not only that, imagine at, that it, this master blueprint um, actually revealed the people of our times, the the leaders of the presidents, the leaders on the on the national stage, um, and if behind. Every one of these leaders, modern leaders, there was an ancient leader that the modern leader is following without realizing it, a prototype leader. And, and they're following it down to the, how much time they will, the, the modern leader is going to be allowed on the national stage. Um, and, and what if this, this, this blueprint actually revealed the outcome of our elections before they happened, and and what if we could open it up, and we could open up this this ancient blueprint from the Bible, from God, uh, and what would it tell us? What would it reveal? Would there be a warning in it, or would there be keys about how to live, what to do, how to know what what you know, how to be prepared for what's coming? Well, that is what the paradigm is. The paradigm or the master blueprint is the paradigm. And I would say this, and it's going to sound like a like a outlandish thing, but it's true. If we had known the paradigm, and I, and I didn't know it, if I had known the paradigm, if we had known the paradigm years before and understood it, you could have actually written in your planner, in your in your calendar, you could have written, you could have scheduled, put down the some of the most critical events of our lifetime um, down to the date of when they would happen years before they took place. Wow. Can, can you give us some more information on the sure. specific sure. people that it sure. reveals in our times? Yeah, yeah, sure. For, well, first of all, to set the stage, you know, and of course I can just touch on what's, on, what's in the book, but to, t- to, t- to really, like, get a, a feel for what this is, um, in the nation of Israel, ancient Israel, knew God, but then fell away from God, turned away from God, began um, worshiping other gods, particularly the god called Baal or Baal, and in worshiping him, they started descending into sexual immorality. They started driving God out of the public square, out of the government, out of out of their culture. They started promoting evil as if it was good and calling good evil, persecuting the righteous. They started um, advocating sexual immorality. They they lifted up their children as sacrifices to Baal. You know, and so and so judgment was going to come. But the, but the thing is, the first thing with this in, in just getting setting the stage is America is replaying this ancient paradigm, and much of the West, but America is really the focal point. America is a nation that has known God, was founded on the Word of God, but it actually was founded to be uh, another Israel, or, or, a, or a, after the pattern of ancient Israel. And so we were blessed, as Israel was, more than any other nation. But 
at the same time, we have followed the fall of ancient Israel in that we have been turning away from God. We've been driving God out of the government, out of the public square, out of education, out of our culture. At the same time, we have been calling what is evil good and good evil. We have we will never say that we are serving other gods, but we are. We're following the spirit of Baal in in, in promoting evil and also in sexual immorality and also in 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 the same way. You know, with Baal worship, that was child sacrifice. They offered up their children. Well, they offered up thousands. We have offered up millions of unborn children in abortion. So we are committing all these things. We're replaying it. But the thing is, about about a quarter century ago, this fall or this descent that we've been watching started accelerating, and it started speeding up, deepening. And that's exactly what happened in ancient Israel. You have this period where, where the fall accelerates, and you have people who rise to the throne who are actually advocating Baal worship for the first time, a king who will do that, and advocating all, all actually an anti-biblical morality will prevail, will take over the, the traditional biblical morality of the nation. Well, that's what happened in ancient Israel, and it's happening in America. It's been speeding up. And in ancient Israel, it was a culture war. Literally, a king rose to power and began this war against biblical values. Well, well, the king was known, his name is Ahab, in the, in the, in the book, in the paradigm, the chapter is called The King. It's, it, we know him as Ahab. And he rises to power, and he becomes the first king in the history of Israel to advocate child sacrifice, or Baal worship, which is child sacrifice. Also sexual immorality, and things that had never been championed before by a king of Israel. And yet at the same time, Ahab knew about God. He, he, he knew about the Bible. He knew about the Word of God. But he went against it. He was a man who was, who was in apostasy. He was compromised. He was divided. He, he wavered back and forth and back and forth. And yet he, he became the first king to really initiate this, this speeding up of the fall of Israel. Well, here's the thing now. We're going to bring it home. And let me tell you before I get here, because, you know, the paradigm is explosive. And, and it's not about, you know, the, the point isn't the people. We, we have no enemies. We need to pray for all people um, and pray for these people. But the fact is, we are living inside of a mystery right now. And here's the thing. Here's the first one. The first one is the king. Well, in America, the, the man who will rise to power, and it'll be linked to the culture wars, because about, about a quarter century ago, you have this thing called the culture wars in America. And the man who rose to power, at that time, linked to it was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is going to follow the paradigm of Ahab. The mystery of Clinton, Bill Clinton, is going to be the ancient king Ahab. One, he was raised in a biblical culture. He actually came from the Bible Belt. But he ends up going against, he, as president, he ends up advocating against these, these, these values. He becomes, as Ahab was the first king to do these things, Clinton is the first president to advocate for abortion. And, and in a paradigm, it's child sacrifice, it's Baal. That was, that was what Ahab was the first king to do. He also advocates sexual immorality. He also was a divided man. He's back and forth, he wavers, he's emotional, just like Ahab was. But the thing is, it gets, it gets deeper than that, because there's a chapter in the paradigm called The Days of the King. And the question is asked, this question, how long was Bill Clinton on the national stage? Well, he came to power, came to the stage he, in prominence when he was elected governor of Arkansas. Well, that happened in 1979. And so it lasted, he was on the national stage all the way to the end of his presidency, which was January 2001. Well, that comes out to a period of 22 years 
of Bill Clinton, 22 years. Well, open up the Bible, the first Kings 16, and it says, Ahab, the prototype here of Clinton, Ahab reigned in Samaria for a period of 22 years. Amazing. The same thing, and you're going to see, we're going to see this. It's not just one. We're going to see this amazingly with other kings. So, so now the, the thing is that we know also that, that, you know, Ahab was not alone. So that's going to bring us to our next, the next mystery in the paradigm. And again, it's not about the people, but the, it, the chapter is called the queen. Mm. And so now I know you can imagine, I know you're ahead of me, but here's <laughs> the thing. So, and, and, and so here's the thing. Ahab had help. He was, he had a partner and, and that was, her name was Isabel in, in the ancient language. We know her as Jezebel. And she grows up in another land. She grows up in Phoenicia, which is a, is a cosmopolitan, uh, society, not like Israel. It's, it's not agriculture. It's, it's cosmopolitan. It grows up with liberal values, grows up as the daughter of the priest of Ashtoreth or Astart, which is, which is a goddess. So she grows up venerating goddess worship, venerating female power. She ends up moving from from where she is, marries Ahab, goes to this conservative land, more so, Israel, but she never adopts the, the values of her adopted land. She, she ends up seeing them as a threat. She sees traditional values as a threat that she has to overturn. And she's got to, she, she becomes a, uh, an activist for Baal. She becomes the chief champion of Baal worship. She incites her husband to do the same. So she becomes the chief advocate of child sacrifice. So the thing is that, now that, now the question is, so well, what, what about the modern case? Well, clearly, Bill Clinton had a partner and, and that was Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, the mystery of Hillary Clinton, is that Hillary Clinton is going to follow the paradigm of Jezebel. And it's not about, a lot of people have misconceptions about Jezebel. It's not about her motives. But here's the thing. Hillary Clinton, as Jezebel, was raised in a, a cosmopolitan culture. So was Hillary Clinton in Chicago, raised with liberal values. She, as, as Jezebel, venerated female power. So Hillary Clinton venerated female power. She, as Jezebel, moved from Phoenicia to marry her husband. Well, so did Hillary Clinton move to the Bible Belt, conservative land, but never adopted those values. In fact, she saw as Jezebel did, saw traditional values as something that was an obstacle. She had to overturn it. She would actually make an amazing statement, a public statement, Hillary Clinton. She said she would say traditional, actually deep-seated religious beliefs have to be changed. Why? So that abortion can expand. Now, I can't think of a more Jezebelian statement than that, because what was, what was Jezebel doing? Her, her, her whole agenda was to change deep-seated religious values of Israel so that Baal worship, that child sacrifice, could expand. But it gets deeper. There's a chapter in the paradigm called The Goddess. And what it reveals is something like eerie, because, because what happens is in the days of Jezebel, what happens is Jezebel brings to the palace of Israel, brings priests of the goddesses into the palace. Now, could that ever happen in America? I mean, that'd be kind of crazy. Like, how could, how could, I mean, how could that, how could a, a leader bring something like that? It would have to be to the White House. Well, the, the fact is that in the Clinton years, Hillary Clinton brought to the White House 
the people, and particularly one who was called a high priestess, and she was high priestess of the New Age. Her name was Jean Houston. Jean Houston, and she was literally she she advocated for the worship of goddesses, and she had in the, she went to the White House as a counselor to Hillary Clinton, and she conducted sessions in the White House, and in in the worship that Jezebel partook of, they had they they it involved. Um, speaking to familiar spirits, uh, speaking to the dead, conjuring, you know, worshiping the goddesses. Well, that's exactly what took place in the White House. There were actually sessions, and they involved speaking to the dead. The First Lady actually channeled it. And, you know, this actually kind of leaked to the press. They tried to cover it up, saying it was brainstorming. But the the lady who who was actually overseeing this wrote a book at the time, and, and the book was all about advocating for goddess worship. And she described the sessions that she leads, and it was about communing with the gods and goddesses and communing with the dead. And when this lady was leading the first lady in this, she was wearing an amulet of an ancient goddess around her neck. And she actually, in her book, she actually mentions the land of Phoenicia, which is the land of Jezebel. And she specifically mentions the goddess Ashtoreth, or Astart, that Jezebel worshipped. I mean, so it's eerie how these things come together, how they come true, and that's just a little taste of it. But it even goes deeper because there's another character now. Here's the next mystery, and he's called the Nemesis in the book. There's a chapter called the Nemesis, and, and what happens is an arch enemy rises up in the days of Ahab in the, in, in the Bible. He rises up. His name is Ben-Hadad, and he comes from the east, and he threatens the land with destruction, and, and he, one day he, he actually brings, he attacks the land, invades the land, brings destruction on the land. Well, here's the question. Could there have been an arch enemy of America then who would rise up, begin to rise in the days of the Clintons? Well, there was, and his name was Bin Laden. And he, Bin Laden, even Bin Laden, is going to follow the paradigm of an ancient leader and the enemy of Israel. And in fact, the ancient leader in the Bible is actually, his name gives the parameters of the actual name of Bin Laden. I mean, it actually, he, they actually, in the Middle Eastern language, they, they, bear, they bear the same name. I mean, and, and it's amazing and, and eerie, but it's true. He come, and so Bin Laden, like his ancient prototype, will come from the east of America. He will threaten America with destruction. He will plan an invasion of America. And at one point in the paradigm, in the Bible, Actually, God delivers this ancient enemy into the hands of Ahab, but Ahab, instead of, you know, capturing him or, or killing him, he lets him go. And God rebukes Ahab and says, because of this, there's going to be calamity upon the land, upon the nation. Well, here, could it be that, could it possibly be that, that, that then, then Clinton, because it's the, in the years of, of Clinton, the modern counterpart to Ahab, that, that Bin Laden rises. But could it be that, that Clinton ever had the chance to, to take out Bin Laden? And, well, the, the 9-11 Commission found at the end, it found that, that Clinton actually had, was, had, the, had Bin Laden, could have taken him out, but decided to release him, just as did Ahab, which, and it didn't happen once, it happened nine times. Wow. And it, it would bring calamity upon the land. 
And so, and there's going to be more because the paradigm is actually going to, I won't do it yet, but the paradigm is actually going to detail, foreshadow how bin Laden is going to be assassinated, but won't get there now. But I do want to, you know, I'll, I'll bring up a, a mystery that's going to get really eerily exact. And this is, um, in the, in the, in the book, it's called The Vineyard. And there's a, there's a scandal that takes place in the days of uh, Ahab and Jezebel. It's not just days of apostasy, it's days of personal scandal, royal scandal. And it, in the bit, it involves the, the, actually the breaking of most of the Ten Commandments, or much of them, and the taking of a vineyard and, and spilling blood for and all this whole thing. The guy's name was Naboth, and they ended up killing him. And, and, and when Ahab goes to take the vineyard, he finds a surprise. There's somebody waiting, it's Elijah, waiting at the vineyard and says, listen, he exposes their sin and says, you're going to have, you're going to be judged now for this. Well, could this be that? In the modern, our modern counterpart, could it be that the Clinton years would also not just be days of, of, of a culture war, but also days of personal scandal? Well, we all know it, what they were. And the big scandal was the Monica Lewinsky scandal for which he was impeached as president. Well, here's the thing. In the ancient scandal concerning Ahab, his scandal and his fall, it was all linked to the ancient tribe of Levi. He breaks the law of the Levites when he, when he does this, this scandal, and he will end up, his reign will come to an end in the city of the Levites. So it's all linked to the, the ancient tribe of Levi. Could a modern presidential scandal actually be linked to an ancient tribe like Levi? Well, from the name Levi comes the name Levin. From Levin comes the name Lewin, and from the name Lewin comes the name Lewinsky. Wow. <laughs> so even that... The scandal, the Lewinsky scandal, is actually named after the Levites, the ancient tribe that was linked to the fall of King Ahab. And actually, Monica Lewinsky wasn't just a name. Monica Lewinsky was a Levite. She's actually from the tribe that was linked to the downfall of Ahab. And 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 even and now beyond that, it's going to get eerily even. I mean, to another degree, because here's what happens when the scandal of Ahab is exposed. They the. God basically says, he says there's going to be, that Ahab's reign is going to come to an end. But he gives him three years from the, from the day of the scandal being exposed. He'll have three years to the end of his reign. Now, we know when the Clinton years ended, the, the end of the reign of Bill Clinton. We know it. You know, it was, it was the inauguration. And we know the date. It was, and anybody can look it up. It was January 20th, uh, 2001. So here's the thing. Here's the mystery. What if you take that date, because the paradigm says there'll be three year, a three-year period separating the end of the reign of the king to, from the expo- to the exposing of the scandal. What if you take that date, the end of the Clinton years, go back three years, I mean three years exactly, it takes you to January 20th, 1998. The Monica Lewinsky scandal, that, that was the scandal of the Clinton years, broke out to the, to the world on the date, January 20th, 1998, hmm. the exact day from the scandal of the king to the end of his reign is three years to the date. Wow. To the day. That's mind But it's going to, what was it? Yeah, that's really incredible. Yeah, and I mean, only God could do that. And, and, and I'll tell you something, you know, when I was writing, when I was writing The Paradigm, I, or actually before, when it was coming to me, I, you know, I was seeing all the parallels with the, with the king. And by the way, this is going to take us up to right where we are now, and I'll give you a, a little foreshadow glimpse. It's going to take us up to Donald Trump when we get there. But the thing is that I was seeing all that, but I had 
none of the things that dates, like the, the precision of the years and the dates, I didn't, that came at the end. That was like a, and, you know, at the very end of it. Well, what I'm going to share now is even, uh, even to another level, because here's, here's the other thing that happens. When Ahab's scandal is exposed, Elijah is there. Elijah exposes it, and Ahab, the Bible says, Ahab repented. I mean, at least for a time. I mean, we know he, he then went back, but he repented. And so God said at that time, he says to Elijah, listen, I was going to bring calamity on the land, or calamity on the nation and on the house of Ahab. But because he repented, I'm going to give a delay, and again, there's going to be a three-year period. So now there's a three-year period from the king's repentance to a calamity that will come on the nation. And it's all there in the Bible, three years. So here's the thing. Did Bill Clinton ever repent over the scandal? Well, you know, first he denied it, remember, and then he, later on, he had to confess it because he was before a grand jury, and then, but he never repented until finally one day he did. It was at a White House gathering of ministers, and he literally said, listen, I didn't repent. This is my repentance. I have sinned. I have sinned, and I have done wrong against God. And so he repented. So if, at least for that, if you take, what happens if you take that date now, the mystery, take the date of the king's repentance, add the three years of the paradigm, the three years of Ahab, Will it take you to any significant date or, or any kind of crisis or anything? Well, it takes you, if you take that three years to the day of the repentance, it takes you to the date, September 11th, 2001. Hmm. The day of the calamity. Wow. And, I mean, and literally, I mean, even, I mean, it gets even, it, when did Bill Clinton repent? When was that White House event? It was in the morning. So that means it takes you three years later, takes you to the morning, pinpoints the morning of 9-11. And not only that, when did the event begin? It began in the White House. It began at 8.30. That was the first hour. Well, that takes you three years later. It pinpoints 8.30 of 9-11, pinpoints the hour of 9-11. And actually, it begins within minutes. And when did he actually repent or make that speech? It happened between 9 and 10 o'clock. Well, 9 and 10 o'clock is the peak of 9-11. And the, the White House event actually ends at 10.30. So that, so, so that if, you go, if you go forward, it takes you to 10.30 of, of the actual 2001-9-11. Well, when did, the, did could that contain the event of 9-11? When was the last event of 9-11? It was the fall of the North Tower. The fall of the North Tower happened at 10.29, and then came 10.30, sealing 9-11. I mean, you know, when I said at the beginning, I said that if we had known the paradigm, and if I had known, if you'd known it, we could have written, we could literally have pinpointed the day of 9-11 before the Pentagon knew, before Bin Laden knew, you could have pinpointed it down to the date, down to the morning, down to the hour. And, and that's how incredible... This is, that's how incredible God is. I mean, because only God can put this together. He's over everything. And I'm not saying, you know, get the paradigm so you can play the races. You know, the point is, the point is, the we, we are to know the, the signs of the times, and we are to know where we're heading, and God is precise. Because at one point in here, and in the paradigm, we'll get, it gets to the future. What is going to happen? So, so that's where, so, you know, we, we just gotten to the exact moment of 9-11. And, and, but that's not the end, because what happens, you know, when, you know, in, in the paradigm, in the Bible, when Ahab, you know, his reign ends, 
Now, now, most people think that Ahab, you know, his reign ends, and so does Jezebel. But that's not what happens. Ahab's reign ends, but Jezebel goes on on the political stage. Yes. So what is the, what is this telling us? Well, you know, you, you, you here you got you got the end of the Clinton years. So it means the Clinton years are going to end. The presidency of Bill is going to end. But the paradigm is saying, but Hillary Clinton is going to go on on the political stage. Now, just as Jezebel, it never happened in American history. But for the first time, the paradigm says it's going to happen. Jezebel went on, not as queen, not as first lady. She's now the former first lady, but she went on dwelling in the halls of power and influencing the government and actually dwelling in the capital city. Now, we know it because we find out later she's there. That's exactly what she's, she's there, right in the, in the halls of power. Well, what does that mean? It means that Hillary Clinton following the ancient paradigm of Jezebel, is going to continue on on the political stage after the end of her husband's reign. And she's going to go on. She's going to dwell in the halls of power. She becomes senator. She's going to dwell in the capital city, Washington, D.C. Well, that's exactly what happened. And at one point, Hillary Clinton is going to try to become president in 2008. But according to the paradigm, that's not going to happen. At least, not going to happen during those days. Instead, according to the paradigm, it's going to go, the presidency is going to, or the kingship will go to a younger man. And what's going to happen? It's going to go to the. This is the next mystery in the book in the, in the paradigm. The chapter is called the heir, and the name the the the, the king's name is going to be King Joram. Joram is going to hold the mystery of Barack Obama. And Barack Obama is going to follow the paradigm of Joram. You have been listening to a special presentation on The Paradigm, a new book by Jonathan Kahn. You can find The Paradigm at all online booksellers and local bookstores. Part two of this presentation, The Paradigm, will continue next week on this station at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.